Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review. This is going to be for our Cobra Kai Season 1. Just a quick review. I'm not going to be on for too long, and I know I always say that, but I just finished like an hour and a half stream talking about the most recent episode of Westworld. If you're a Westworld fan, definitely check out our Westworld live streams. But tonight, I'm going to be talking a little bit about Cobra Kai. It's going to be interesting to talk about this simply because... Ultimately, I watched this on for full full all the way through on Thursday, and I binge watched it. I watched the first two episodes on Wednesday evening, and then I watched the remaining episodes all on Thursday. And I've re started to rewatch it, and I'm about three episodes through on my third watch. So some of it is going to be a little fuzzy, but I'm not alone. I also have with me the live motherfucking chat. We have live people in the live chat right now. You can see it in the chat replay to the side of the screen and hear their thoughts as they pop in here. This is an unannounced stream, so I don't know how much we're action we'll have in the live chat, but what? But we have it here, and we have it popped in, so uh, we'll get people's comments in. Also have a voicemail line in, not a call-in, but a voicemail tonight at 781-990-8509. And whenever you're watching this, share your thoughts about Cobra Kai, if you have any. And I will play it at a later date, if it's not necessarily tonight, as I'm going to probably do a podcast with Joe later about his thoughts when he watched the series. I just had a voice crack that can only happen after doing two pod doing two podcasts in one day where I go, huh? 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 I'm Peter Brady. What it's time to change. Okay, Cobra Kai. What the fuck is Cobra Kai? Cobra Kai is a series that's a continuation of the Karate Kid universe, which is really freaking awesome, okay? I always loved the Karate Kid universe. It's of my generation. I had a connection to it of uh, the first movie. I loved it. I even loved the second movie. The third movie, not so much, but it definitely has some nostalgia elements to it as well with Bad Boy and the bonsai trees and that whole mess and the kata. And what's interesting about Cobra Kai is Cobra Kai, with the exception of the new Karate Kid, takes all of that and brings it all into focus in the series. It kind of pays attention mainly to the story of Johnny and the Cobra Kai's, but it's a lot more focused too on Daniel, who Daniel is. Part three does suck. Part three sucks. Let's not, let's not cut through the shit sandwich here. Part three is a shitty movie. There's not much good about it. Uh, the only thing I like about it is maybe a couple of the Miyagi and Daniel-san scenes that you get in the third movie. But the plot with Bad Boy and Terry Silver, who wants to get revenge on Daniel and Miyagi for embarrassing John Kreese and all of that, is a kind of an interesting dynamic. And Terry is a good television, a good movie TV villain. So I, I don't mind some aspects of the villains in Karate Kid 3, but for the most part, the story is kind of horseshit. I agree. It's fucking horseshit. But they don't ignore it in this movie. It's not like it's not like they completely walk past the graveyard with it. They embrace that element. The bonsai trees are a definite aspect of it. There's an episode midway through the season where Johnny's trying to get the Cobra Kai's back into the All Valley tournament and and uh it gets brought up what Terry and Mike Barnes did, the bad boy of 
of karate. I enjoyed the Will Smith Karate Kid. Forgive me for what I'm going to say. It should have been called the Kung Fu Kid. I like Jackie Chan as well. He is a uh, he's fun, but I don't think it should have been called the Karate Kid because he wasn't teaching him karate. He was teaching him Kung Fu. So Cobra Kai, it follows Johnny Lawrence. That's right. Johnny Lawrence, William Zaka. And I want to say it, it basically is founded from the How I Met Your Mother skit of Barney Stinson of Neil Patrick Harris talking about how uh, Johnny is really the hero in the Karate Kid. Let me see if I can punch that up. How I Met Your Mother Karate Kid. Okay, so I think it kind of founded over that about the whole situation where uh, where uh, Johnny could be the hero. Let's see if I can play this right now. Let's see if it, let's see if this works and doesn't get this. Why you left it? Yeah, it sure is a big poster of the Karate Kid above your bed. Hey, Karate Kid's a great movie. It's the story of a hopeful young karate enthusiast. Who the audio is horrible. Sorry. Take him all the way to the All Valley Karate Championship. Of course, sadly, he loses in the final round of that nerd kid. But he learns an important lesson about gracefully accepting defeat. Wait. When you watch The Karate Kid, you actually root for that mean blonde boy? No. I root for the scrawny loser from New Jersey who barely even knows karate. When I watch The Karate Kid, I root for The Karate Kid, Johnny Lawrence from the Cobra Kai Dojo. Get your head out of your ass, Lily. So I fucking love that. I, I love that moment in How I Met Your Mother and William Zapka and Ralph Macchio not, and I'm not saying everyone should watch that show or that show is for everybody, but both William Zapka and Ralph Macchio make appearances at at uh, uh, on How I Met Your Mother later on in the series. And I think it kind of I'm suppositioning here, but I think it kind of connected them and kind of, and William Zapka really pushed this idea. He was one of the producers of it. And Ralph Macchio, as I've heard him talk about, it was one of the later people to join the project. But it really does feel like a continuation to the Karate Kid. It has a couple of things really going for it. It has some serious balls. Johnny Lawrence, when he's beating the shit out of teenagers and when he's talking shit to them in the dojo as the Cobra Kai and taking the Cobra Kai and whatever its perspective and seeing him as a Cobra Kai dude from the 80s interacting with kids of today. And I think that's what makes Cobra Kai a, a good show. Okay, right off the bat, I think it's fucking awesome. I think it's... Funny as you would expect and over the top at times and ridiculous, but it also has a little bit more heart and connective tissue to the Karate Kid series than you would think it does. And I think it makes that even a bigger thing. And it really focuses Daniel LaRusso in a different light. And and it, it's not just Johnny Lawrence's story. It's both of their stories plus a couple of new characters like the kids that are introduced, which are actually kind of fucking okay. Like, most in most series like this and recreations and reimaginations of old series or old old movies that get television series or whatever elements like this reboots or continuations they always cast you know the new group the kids you need to relate to and stuff and maybe it was just me i feel like what made this series extra good cuz i always knew i'd be liking the johnny lawrence daniel larusso stuff and i think everything with them is the highlight of the series you get almost enough of it and this is spoilers they don't actually fight but there's a couple of moments where they almost fight 
where there's a lead up to it. And I felt it. I was fucking engaged. I was wanting to see them go to the point. I love how Johnny talks to Daniel the whole time. Yeah, I know you're serious, asshole. Like, he just gives Daniel Russo such shit. He draws a cock on his face on a big fucking billboard. The series has balls. It's really funny. It reminds me of glowing that way of it's not trying to soft coat the humor of the age and it's and Johnny is very much an age of the 80s and he doesn't try to be anything but that. But you do engage yourself to Johnny and you can and he is your main protagonist and essentially for most of the series Daniel LaRusso is the antagonist, even though you do care about him. There's many ways to view this series. I mean, the stuff that they do, I think it's in episode four, the Miyagi stuff that they do with Daniel and him getting back into karate got me fucking emotional. I got all little fucking boy Phil. Him too. Ah, they hit those heartstrings, and then they have Johnny Lawrence punching kids in the fucking face and beating the shit out of them, and calling this kid lip all over and over again. It, there's some hilarious shit that happen in this happens in this series. It doesn't pull any punches. It is very funny, and it's also very well done. I I had an extremely good good time watching it and almost immediately after i watched it i wanted to watch it again if i it's not going to be the greatest thing in the world i don't recommend it to you if you don't have a love or a affinity for the karate kid series if you do and you're a fan of or just william zapka in general is that that's his name right billy zapka if you're a fan of him in general as a villain in those movies whether it's back to school what's, what's the other one uh just one of the guys and probably another one too and you're just familiar with 80s culture and know what the karate kid is and you're kind of think the karate kid's kind of fun i think you'll enjoy it too if you don't like the karate kid and you're watching this and you're thinking well i fucking hate the karate kid i'm not gonna watch this shit and you and i force you to watch it you're gonna fucking hate it you're not gonna like it, it you have to i think you have to know the source material and all the rebooty kind of situations that they do when they recreate a moment, Miyagi kicking the shit out of the teenagers, seeing seeing him kick the shit out of the teenagers is really done well. The action is shot pretty cool too. It looks all, it's very fun and it ups the stakes a little bit from the original Karate Kid movies and makes it seem a little bit more real in some sense. Uh, and I like that. I like, I like all the kids that they cast. I like the kid that they cast as Daniel Russo's daughter. I like the little piece of shit kid that they cast as Daniel Russo's son. I like Johnny's kid. I like that other kid, the the main kid, the main Cobra Kai kid. I like most of the Cobra Kais and fucking Lip and the girl and and all of them. I think they did an excellent job with the casting of all of the all of the characters, and I think that works to it. But the biggest advantage that this show has is the music. The music tells the story. They Right from the first episode when we see Johnny driving, I think, is that the first episode? When Johnny's driving gets into the car accident, we and they're playing the music from the first movie, and he's flashing back to it. It sets the tone of the series, and it's it it's part of what makes it awesome. And from beginning to end, it's just a really cool 
thing and it ends in a interesting way. I don't necessarily love the final beat of the season when, again, I put spoilers in the uh, title here, when John Kreese shows up at the end. I didn't necessarily love that, but I do like that we're getting season two and I'll be interested to see where that goes. I did kind of go, ah? And it's a shame that Pat Morita's passed because he definitely would have been a part of this. And I'm very interested to see where this series goes and if it can stay as funny as it does. But the biggest thing about it is it has balls. Plain and simple. It doesn't pull any punches. And to be funny, sometimes you can't worry about bullshit. And and they engage that. It seems like the creator of the show has a real problem with the sensitivity of culture today. <laughs> and there's a statement there. People want to say if there's an agenda to a certain series. Whoever created this series has this sort of toughen up asshole kind of vibe to the whole series. And I like it. It's kind of fun. And it's done in a cool kind of interesting way in a vessel that makes it not seem preachy but it definitely seems like there is a cool there is a lighten up agenda to it all and i'm probably not on for a long robert i just did a, another hour and a half stream on westworld so i just kind of want to come out here and do give my quick thoughts on cobra kai before the time passed And I kind of forgot about Glow, saw Phil's review, and it sounded a lot of cool. I, I really enjoyed Glow for the same reason, because Mark Marin played a character that didn't hold back on 80s culture and being the type of person that came off and what was going on in that time period. I don't think you should ever let, if you're doing any sort of period piece, you should never let anything affect that. <laughs> yeah, shut up, Lip. <laughs> That scene was intense as shit, Robert. When he started getting into him, that was the only scene I started to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But the way they handled that and the end conclusion of that when Flip showed back up it, and you just see the Cobra Kai way working. <laughs> and that was the best aspect. I'm not going to get into a recap of this. This is just ultimately my review. What do I give this series? I would give this series for what it was trying to achieve. For what it was trying to achieve, I'm I would give it like nine out of ten side buttholes. I know that might be might seem high. I might even I I ha, I'd have to think if I'd give it ten. I liked it that much. Was it perfect? Was it awesome? You know, was everything great? Was every acting moment perfect? Every cinematography section no, excellent. But no, no, absolutely not. But for the type of series it was trying to be, I think it was almost perfect. I cared about the new characters. I was, it vilified Daniel LaRusso in the way that he always should be, but it also kept him real. It didn't, it didn't make Daniel a villain in the way to destroy who Daniel LaRusso was as a character. It just framed things from a more wide angle. Whereas the Karate Kid movies, especially, no, all the Karate Kid movies, are very much focused from a Daniel Miyagi standpoint. In a Miyagi standpoint, like, Daniel, start thinking like Miyagi does. And this is more of modern television, modern television storytelling. I had to stop and start again to say the word storytelling there because I'm a little drunk. <laughs> storytelling. So 
you see things from more of a wide angle and you can see how annoying Daniel LaRusso can be. And the and you can watch the first two episodes of this on YouTube for free. Then you have to sign up for the free month of YouTube Red if you want or Army Lattes. Army Lattes. There's other ways to watch it. Arr. I mean, don't do that. Definitely sign up for that free month of uh, the whatever the whatever you call it because you know that's what I did. I totally did that. There's no other way to watch it. <laughs> Not at all. But <laughs> but I digress. Watch the first two episodes. You can watch them on YouTube. The episodes go by really quick, and if you like the first two episodes, do what you got to do to watch the final eight. I think it's very fun brings it doesn't it's it's a nostalgia piece but it doesn't feel like they're just trying to recreate an 80s thing or a certain vibe it feels like a now show and it's very successful i think at what it's trying to do and i like it and sorry excuse me for one second as i people just want i just want to shut up for a second Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. Dude, uh, thank you so much. I uh, do do I have the picture here? I, I might I might in fact have the picture. Let me see if I let's see if I have it on on command here. Yeah, let's see. Here we go. Here we go. There's me with my uh, daddy right there. <laughs> I, that's not to be like, hey, look, I met him. It's more for a comparison's sake of facial expressions. Uh, not meaning to spoil whatever, but upcoming, I, I'm changing what uh, my one of my uh, lo my logo, and one of the the pictures that we're thinking about. I I look a lot like Weird Al. It's kind of ridiculous. Bill, check your DMs every once in a while so you can finally get a show. Robert, absolutely, sometime this summer, I'd love to come on if timing works out. I'm a, Wednesdays end up just being a little douchey for me, so one of the one of these days, Robert, timing will work out, and I will check my DMs sometimes. I don't, I don't, I don't check the, I don't check them enough at all. So, uh, oh, cool. Okay, so I love the fuck out of the show, says Tim. I love the fuck out of the show too, Tim. And that's what I was saying ultimately through all of this. I think I was surprised how good it was and not just because it's funny. I was surprised how actually much I cared about the characters, even the new ones. And that was the most surprising aspect of it. That and I think the action was shot better than I thought it was going to look. I definitely think that. Excuse me while I'm obviously doing hippie activities here. So, so yeah, I mean, I don't know what much else I can say about this series without getting into breaking down each episode, but it's, it's fun. Check it, check it out. If you get a chance, love to hear your thoughts, jump in the comment section, share your thoughts. Like I said, nine out of 10, maybe even for me personally, 10 out of 10, the one aspect I didn't love was I wanted Daniel and Johnny to fight at some point in time and they didn't. And I also wasn't as big of a fan of the end of it all. Excuse me. I wasn't as big of a fan of the end as, as I could have been. 
And what I mean by that is John Kreese showing up. And uh, and I don't know. I'll have to wait to see how I feel about that as the series goes on. As the series goes on, if it continues for a second season, which I imagine it's going to have a second season. I think it's doing well, and YouTube seems to be really pushing this one. And I have to applaud their their production for putting a show that looks fucking great too. And I, and I don't often say that, but good fucking job YouTube on producing this series and for putting these pro- properties together, and, or for them approaching them or it all coming together because. It was a lot of fun, and some people were, why didn't you get a movie? I liked it better that it was 10 episodes. It allowed you to explore certain character arcs, and I think it made it easier to make make you care about new characters, where in a movie you feel like there's only so much time. And I know 10 episodes, as we indulge in our way we take in material a little bit more, 10 episodes even seems like a small amount of time, but it still gives you more time to to build up other characters and care about them. And I think, especially with the main kid, the main Cobra Kai kid, what was his name? What well, what was the what, uh, do I have the do I have the characters? I don't have the characters in front of me. I didn't really I didn't really prepare for this. Okay, we got uh, Kyler, yeah, the uh, the villain, the the villain character that you think is going to be the villain, but he's not really, and ends up being the good guy villain thing. And that's why I think is interesting too. They put that they change they switch that over by having. The kid that gets picked on at the beginning ultimately become your villain at the end. It's an interesting switch up, and I like the hippie girls. I like the be- the uh, the mean girls that they cast in there. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Wait, is that Weird Al? Is he your host? <laughs> I'm fat. I'm fat. You know it. <laughs> you know it. Okay, what what was his name? What what the fuck was the character's name? The me- we got Moon Kev. Alicia, Eli, Eli Hawk. Yeah, Eli was great. It's his best song. DJ's glitching out. It gave Johnny, yeah, it gave Johnny a whole new, a whole new depth. A hippie having trouble reminding, checking of DMs, I'm baffled. I know, I'm, I'm fucking awful about it. So what was the main character's name? I'm blanking on his name. Okay, whatever. So, but whoever the main character was, our main Cobra Kai kid, I thought his interesting his storyline was very interesting, and I also like where they went with Daniel Russo's daughter and having her discover herself about Kyler and seeing what kind of dick he is. And I like the dick kids too; they were they they were very well, very well exposed as bully, obnoxious characters. And I the scene where they get their asses kicked is intensely awesome. Really good shit. Uh, Miguel, Miguel Diaz. That's his character's name. I got it. I got it. Yeah, he's one of the main characters. Amanda Russo, LaRusso, Samantha LaRusso. And I thought the, I thought Daniel LaRusso's wife was well cast. And I, his brother-in-law, whoever it was, his cousin, no, it was his cousin. Yeah, he was all right. He was a little stereotypically goofy. But I did like Johnny's kid, and I like the dynamic that we got set up between Johnny's kid and Daniel LaRusso. And I like that he got someone to pass on his Miyagi-Do karate. Even though Miyagi-Do karate, don't make it seem Daniel LaRusso like Miyagi-Do karate is a thing. I know you won two championships with Miyagi-Do karate, but come on, Miyagi made that up in the spot. There's no Miyagi. That was part of the point of Miyagi's training is that he didn't give a shit about belts. He didn't give a shit about 
schools or anything like that. He was giving you a gift. He was passing it on. He was bringing you into his family. So to just use it as a sort of passing term, like, yeah, Miyagi, do karate, the, the tenets of it. It's just Mr. Miyagi had this tenet. It's just a minor nitpick. But, but yeah, I can't think of much else to talk about this series other than saying you guys should watch it, and I had a lot of fun with it. Have you bought the Weird Al Funko Pop, Phil? If not, that'd be a good birthday present for certain uh, little box. Oh, someone going to stick something in my box? <laughs> it's a very good box. Uh, if you like the movies, D, I was saying that before. And to end things off here, as I was saying at the beginning, should you watch this? I'm loving it, but it's a show for me. It's not going to be a show for everyone. It would be hard-pressed for me to imagine you would love this show if you didn't love the Karate Kid universe. If you didn't have some affinity for the Karate Kid or some affinity for 80s movies in general. It's funny, and I think it's funny on its surface for what it is, but it definitely relies on you knowing some of the information of the Karate Kid. Although... I think it does a good job at flashing back at the right time to certain events throughout the series that if you've never seen The Karate Kid and this sounds interesting to you at all, because I guess I didn't tell you the story. The story is about two people, and I probably should have started with this, but, you know, you know, I, whatever. <laughs> I'll blame it on the beer. It's about these two people Daniel LaRusso and jo Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence that had a rivalry to a certain extent in high school however you want to look at the situation Daniel was a kid in New Jersey that moved to California to Reseda California and started going to school at the school with a bunch of rich kids and met this girl at a party and I love how Johnny breaks it down later when he's telling Miguel about the whole situation and he and he explains it from his perspective that reminded me of the of the of the Barney situation when he's looking at it from Johnny's perspective and says, yeah, this kid showed up. Me and this girl were working it out. I thought we were going to work it out. And he shows up. He keeps getting involved. He punches me first. And you and you start asking the question, wait, Daniel did punch him first. He started the fight. I didn't talk to him for months. And then he, he I was rolling a joint in the bathroom and he sprayed water on me and he instigated the fight and I thought I was going to end it. Then I got my ass kicked by by some random dude in the back of a in the back of a uh, apartment complex. Welcome, Madman Mar. It's great to see you. Put him in a body bag, Johnny. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi shits all over ja Jackie Chan. Uh, well, like you said, I was hooked right away. I saw the trailer during Infinity War, so maybe. Don says, Mr. Miyagi, do some wax on, wax off. Daniel said, so the bullies don't change. I never saw the original. Uh, I really got to say I like the ending. Oh, Tim liked the ending. I like that John Kreese showed up, but... Mm. I'll see how it goes next season. I thought it was a little, uh, it was a cheesy topper to a, to, uh, to a good point of the season. I wouldn't mind the season ending right after the tournament, but it was cool. It was cool to see where it ended. I didn't hate it. I just didn't love it as much as I think, uh, maybe you did Tim and maybe I will. Dun, dun, dun. So, so, okay. So Johnny and him had a problem and it gets, definitely gets explored, but ultimately me Daniel ends up getting trained in karate by this guy Mr. Miyagi who basically becomes his surrogate father and beats Johnny in the All Valley tournament in a very close match with the last kick. 
So afterwards, what happens is, if we go into Karate Kid 2, Johnny gets, uh, how do you say it, attacked or broken down by his sensei because he came in second place. Almost killed, choked out. Mr. Miyagi saves the day, but Johnny goes into a downward spiral. Daniel's son has a different sort of stuff. He's got the light on him. He starts a auto dealership using karate metaphors to uh to uh to sell products and johnny becomes sort of like a fuck up and cleaning gutters and we follow johnny's life as he starts to get his not just even his shit together he meets this kid miguel who's getting his ass kicked by all these bullies and he ends up going snapping into action because they fuck with his car and they fuck with him a little bit so he beats the shit out of him and miguel talks johnny into training him with karate and he ends up ultimately training him pretty well after he gets his ass kicked a couple of times. And Daniel finds out about it, tries to fuck with him in many ways, jacks up the has this whole side story where he jacks up the rent of the the complex that uh the strip mall that Johnny's trying to run his karate kit karate place in, and he gets fucked up, and Daniel has this connection and rediscovers what he loves about karate. And it all connects and all sends them at a furious pitch. Furious pace together to the All Valley Tournament. And there's a couple of moments that are really awesome. Daniel and Johnny sharing drinks at the bar was one of my highlight moments of the scene. Anything Danielson and Johnny Lawrence is exceptionally well. Any moment Johnny Lawrence is in the Cobra Kai dojo, that is 10 out of 10 material. Uh, Daniel And anything Daniel Russo and all that's really fucking cool too. So again... Highly recommend it. Lots of fun. Doesn't give it. Show doesn't give a shit. Has a lot of balls. And that's it. Yeah. Not much else to say about this series. Sweep the leg. Do we have a problem with that? No sensei. Well, Johnny knows it's not his place to save him. Let's go into the live chat. And if anyone has any comments or questions about Cobra Kai, get them in the live chat right now as I'm going to start to wrap things up and keep this stream to a relatively short time and if you're watching this later please jump in the live live comment section or not the live comment section the actual comment section and share your thoughts about what you thought about the season of Cobra Kai what were some of your favorite moments and what you hope to see in a season two because we all know there's a season two holy shit Heath Hinton in the live chat I love me some Heath Hinton the song being played while on a date at golf and stuff is really awesome. The golf and stuff, the fact that they brought back that location, golf and stuff, and she's like, yeah, my father's brought me here many times. It was really cool. I also love the song that they used when Johnny was driving in his car, and they played the song from Karate Kid 1, I believe it was. Too. And I think just, I mentioned this earlier, the music in general really sets the tone. I was just talking about the most recent episode of Westworld, and Westworld's music is so exceptionally well done. And it's worth mentioning that this show, that it really brings you back to the 80s, but at times brings it forward too, and doesn't make you feel like you're only hearing an 80s score. Sometimes they bring you into modern day scoring and music as well and it it fits really well together they they pick a lot of really awesome songs even when daniel's driving and you get the frank sinatra stuff he the song be played yeah uh, the live motherfucking comment section most important question of course is there naked boobies in the show no naked boobies no naked boobies i believe am i forgetting a boob i don't think you get i don't think you get a boob 
<laughs> the Karate Kid in the Karate Kid Part 2 were my shit. Yeah, the first two movies are really awesome. The third movie is a guilty pleasure, a horrible movie. It reminds me of like the Ninja Turtle movies in the sense that the first two movies I like. The first movie in the Ninja Turtles movies is exceptionally fucking awesome. The second movie is so cheesy it's good. And the third movie is horrible, but I still like it in a nostalgic way. Karate Kid, I think the first two movies are really awesome. I think the second movie is done pretty fucking cool. And I think the fight at the end is awesome. I think that's... Part of what makes the second movie really cool are those two big action scenes at the end of the two Karate Kid movies. The one with uh, Out in the Wind and the uh, the Typhoon. I think that's what I think that's what it is. I'm sorry if I'm getting my nat- my uh, natural disaster wrong here. But the Typhoon that happens is really awesome. The, the Sato-Miyagi uh, conflict is cool when you actually think Miyagi is, might be in danger. And the end fight in the, in the second movie is awesome. It's fucking awesome. I love it. It's a knock. It's it's anyone who thinks Danielson isn't tough. And it's one of the things that bothers me about the third movie. If we're getting into the third movie and my nitpicks, just to break this down to the Karate Kid universe here, the third movie bothers me partially because there's no way on earth that Chosen isn't tougher than Mike Barnes, the fucking karate's bad boy. Fuck karate's bad boy. Your karate's a joke. Fuck you. Fuck that dude. He's just—he's a fucking joke. He's a comic book and not a good comic book type of villain. And I think that's part of what makes this, the third movie subpar. It's the love story is useless. Fucking useless as shit. Miyagi and Danielson having problems for no reason is fucking useless. But I don't mind Terry Silver planting seeds of discontent. But it seems like the problems don't really... It doesn't all... Checks and balances aren't going on in that third movie. Fucking a lot of shit. Terry Silver, I think if the movie was written right, that character could have been interesting because I think the actor kills it in that role. I think he just has a lot of fun and just has that prick face look about him that I don't mind. I think he's one of the highlights of the movie. And I think anything Miyagi's cool, just Miyagi being Miyagi and ha- and, and being like, Daniel son, you're an idiot. But I think Mike Barnes and the fact that Daniel son can't just beat the shit out of him considering he just gotten down to a fight to the death with Chosen, who is this fucking, who is tougher than fucking Mike Barnes. Whatever. (laughs) Mike just finished episode five. I'm sorry if I spoiled anything about the conclusion of the series, but it's fucking Cobra Kai. I'm not going to talk about who, how the fight at the end finishes, but I do enjoy the conclusion to the All-Valley Tournament. I think in all those moments where the show could go to the book and follow by T in a rebooty way, they take everything and they spin it in an interesting light. And I like that about it. I think that's part of the reason why it's interesting. Part of the reason why 21 Jump Street is one of the best of the reboot movies. Because they don't just make it 21 Jump Street recreated in a rebooty way. They do. They make an interesting take on it. And I think that's what it, I think that's, a similar thing to this. So, go ninja, go ninja, go. <laughs> he Daniel's daughter's bathing suit didn't leave much to the imagination. And some of those girls didn't leave much to the imagination as well. If you're looking for that type of thing. So, all in all, again, I highly recommend this. Especially if you have a love for the Karate Kid. It does take a piss out of it and have a fun time with the source material in a humorous way, but it also takes it seriously and pr- progresses the storyline in a more serious way than you could argue that the movies do. 
in the way that it makes it a little bit more real. Yeah, I I think that whole series are both surprisingly good movies. Oh, no, I already know how it all ends. I always look at spoilers before I watch stuff. People are like, oh, don't spoil Infinity War. It's been two weeks. How long do you have to wait for slackers? <laughs> Question mark. And that's, I agree with you. I I agree with respecting spoilers, but I do think people get carried away with it these days. And this, there's this like forever spoilers rule. I think there should be a statue of limitations with spoilers. Someone should make the rule book. You know, the, the rule book of spoilers. Hey, how's it going, Jay? Great to see you in the live chat, buddy. And I'm not ending I'm not ending things because you're here, Jay. I'm ending things because I already did an hour and a half podcast, so it's time to end things. Everyone, thank you so much for joining in tonight for this silly discussion about the show uh, Cobra Kai. And I highly recommend you guys checking it out. And let me go over to here and see if we have any last minute oh we do we have a voicemail let's see it's from our buddy tim gersh let's play some of tim's voicemail while i relax a little bit um jay there's definitely other ways to watch it i'm not suggesting you do that i didn't do it (laughs) you can sign up for a free month 30 free days but i'm not suggesting our letters the pirate waters are Broke Saget. Phil, answer my fucking DMs, asshole. Here we go. I will. I will. I will. Yeah, all right. So, uh, first of all, shut the fuck up, man. Okay, I'm shut up. It's Tim's turn. It's Tim's turn to yeah, talk. Yeah, but anyway, uh, so, remember in the first probably camp, uh, Miyagi uh, jumps out there, and beats up all the kids like he's fucking Batman. And what in this movie, uh, Johnny, he sees the kids beating up Miguel, and he doesn't really want to help because he's not fucking Batman. It's not his place, but I can't help it. <laughs> And Johnny, he ultimately only does it because of his card, Tim. Yeah, but well, fucking uh, well, he hates to get involved. And the kids start fucking up his car, and that actually becomes his thing. And what happens, the cops show up, and they pepper spray him, which is what should have happened to me, Aggie. <laughs> but, you know, Wait, I want to stop that for a second. So you're saying right there, Tim, just to be clear, you're saying that Johnny got pepper sprayed after beating up the shit out of the kids, and Miyagi, the same shit should have happened because he beat up a bunch of teenagers, and it's a good kind of spin on that scene that they make it funny to show you what would actually happen if an adult beat the shit out of a bunch of teenagers and you get pepper sprayed by cops. And Johnny's reaction afterwards, and he's like, I don't even think I'm allowed to be around kids, is fucking hilarious. All bad, some kind of fantasy. You know, like it's all be heroes. No, that's not how the world works. You don't get to be a superhero 
just because you think it's right. No. You don't get to be a superhero because you're going to get pepper sprayed. Fuck that. Can't if you want to be a hero that bad. I mean, can't you learn your martial arts? You learn how to defend yourself. Wait, yeah, go into fucking gym movies and shit. You dress up like Captain America. <laughs> you, you be a gimp, you dress up like Captain America. Tim, you're fucking hilarious, buddy. Because it's not fucking real. It's not the real thing. Yeah, really, in real life, heroes get up. You don't tease the fuck out of some type of cops. You don't know the fucking story. You don't know what we are, like, stupid thinks he's fucking Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. So, I gotta say, I really enjoyed that. I mean, we, you know, later on, uh, can't wait. Well, see you soon for prayers. Thank you. Here we go. I think we got Tim in the live motherfucking chat. Thank you, Tim, for that voicemail. Well, what's this music? Well, who played this music? I didn't play this music. Phil, I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to get up at six tomorrow. I don't care. Weird voice in the back of my head. I'm finishing. I'm finishing things up. And, uh, great call, Tim. And, well, it's fucking true. The cops, yeah, uh, don't fucking, yeah, they'll just fucking, uh, spray you. Uh, Jay says part three didn't suck. And, Jay, I'm curious before we wrap things up, what are your favorite parts of part three? I do like Terry Silver. I think Terry Silver is really fun. I uh, don't love the karate that we get in it. I don't love the kata. But you do get a lot of kata in uh, in Cobra Kai. <laughs> it does sound like a little bit of Better Call Saul music. But anyways, let's start to wrap things up. Let me get the music queued up so I can just click into this. Let me click into this shit. And then, of course, we have the next Karate Kid with Hilary Swank, a Mr. Miyagi movie, which mm, isn't the best movie in the world. But I honestly, I don't remember it too much. But I, I think Cobra Kai, for me anyways, is the best Karate Kid thing that we've gotten since the first movie. I might even like it better than the second movie, which I think is really cool. But I think it's it's legitimately the third movie. I mean, no, it's the fourth movie. Fuck it, because they care. They definitely take elements of the third movie. It's not Karate Kid Three isn't the Godfather Three. It's not that bad. It's, I just don't think it's quite on the level of the first two movies. Personally, I think the main storyline isn't quite as captivating for me. But it could be for some people. I don't think it's I don't think it's Ninja Turtle three bad too. I think it's I think it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah, she was Robert. But I I don't think it was a perfect movie. I think where you could argue the first two movies were perfect eighties kind of movies. 
Well, that's just my fucking two cents on the Karate Kid series. But Cobra Kai is probably, for my rankings of interest right now, in the Karate Kid world, it would be the first movie, Cobra Kai, because I'm fucking hyperbolic. Karate Kid 2, the next Karate Kid, Karate Kid 3. Yeah, Karate Kid 3 would be my least favorite of, of them all. And I still like it. I still watch it if it's on HBO. Godfather 3 was great since 1 and 2 were great. No, Tim, I love you, buddy, but Godfather 3 was a turd. And I think it was mainly a turd because of reasons outside the control of the creator and outside of control of the movie he wanted to tell. He didn't get the budget or the time to do the movie he wanted to tell. And he couldn't get the cast he wanted either. Shouldn't have been his daughter. It should have been Winona Ryder was the original person cast for that. Tom, uh, Tom was should have been in the movie too. Uh, fucking what's his name? I'm blanking on his name, but but instead they didn't want to pay him Al Pacino money. So uh, Tom Hagen. Uh, so they we ended up getting the tan guy. <laughs> There's a lot that went wrong with that movie. They made five Karate Kid movies. Two good, three terrible. <laughs> terrible movies. Terrible. Uh, I'd say... Yeah, it's close. I couldn't argue with you on that, but I think Cobra Kai is more in the first two. It feels... It's really fucking fun. So watch it. Watch it, motherfuckers. And if also... If you like this silly little discussion, usually we're much longer. Wait, sometimes I'm much longer. <laughs> if you haven't already, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, share the channel with a friend. Share your thoughts on Cobra Kai in the comment section. Joe and I will be back at some point to do a What Did Joe Think when he finally gets to watch the series and he gets his computer fixed and we can get Joe back on the podcast. And we will talk about Cobra Kai. So this won't be the last time we talk about it. We will get Joe on here. Next, what a joke thinks will be more of a uh, feedback. What a Joe thinks where you can ask Joe some of your questions. George Hamilton. He was pretty good. I don't think he was one of the problems in the movie. I think the problem in Godfather 3, if we really want to get into it, has to do with Sofia Coppola. And she's not a capable actress, and she has forced to carry so much of that material of that movie. And the first two Godfather movies, if you think they're slow movies, they may not be for everybody there. They're tough to suggest at this point in time because they're slower than movies seem, and I like them. They're probably the movies I watch most when I'm sick. When I'm sick, I tend to go watch the Godfather movies. It's, it's just a weird thing. Uh, and I, I would suggest them to people, but they're... They're not, they're paced differently than some other kind of movies. They're very slow. And I think it depends heavily on the actors being excellent at what they're doing. And I think in the first two movies, there's just so much good work going on and being done by Pacino and De Niro and, and Tom Hagen and even the actor plays Fredo and fucking, oh, fuck you. And D Diane Keaton and... Uh, just the whole fucking cast and crew, Abe Vigoda, <laughs> Marlon Brando, uh, everybody, even Bruno fucking Kirby, that that ultimately when you uh, – I'm plugging my headphones. I'm still talking. That doesn't sound weird. But ultimately in that second movie, you just have the main characters being Andy Garcia 
and Sofia Coppola. And I think Andy Garcia is a hit or miss kind of performer. And I think that's one of his misperformances. And I think Sofia Coppola sucks. And Al Pacino's good in it. I think you could argue that all the Al Pacino stuff that you get in it is pretty interesting. But the storyline dealing with him and the new Pope shit, and it's just a weird choice for a final Godfather movie. And there's some elements of it, especially the Pacino and the Diane Keaton scenes that I enjoy. And why am I talking about Godfather 3 at the end of this stream? It came up. And that's what, if you're watching the end here and you enjoyed it, this is what happens in this podcast sometimes. We go off on tangents. Here we go. Oh, The Walking Fucking David. You know what, Walking David? I was going to call you and ask you if you'd saw Cobra Kai, but you probably haven't seen it yet to see if you wanted to join me. But Walking David and I will be doing something very soon. It's about time we finally did our Back to the Future 2 and 3 podcasts. I think it's about time. It's almost been three years, no, two years or something. So I think David and I will be uh, doing something either right when I get back from Con of Thrones or before I leave. We'll uh, we'll see about the timing of that. Uh, leave the gun, take the cannolis. And on that note, everybody, have a good night. Oh, I want to see you, Dick. I want to see you, David. <laughs>